one word I really have for you today is patience. Patience. If you could bow your hearts with me, Father, we just thank you right now. Oh God, for your anointing, for receiving our worship, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you just fill this house right now. Let your spirit have liberty to touch, to encourage, to heal, to deliver, hallelujah, to set on high, to lift up. Lord, we ask right now for an anointing, Lord God, that will break every yoke. Lord, let hearts be touched. Let lives be changed. I thank you right now for your goodness and your grace. In Jesus' name. If you could give God a praise offering right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. And then you may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, I really want to preach a word of encouragement. Maybe to myself. Amen. But to you also, a word of encouragement. This is, this is a, more of a pastoral message than a saving soul message. But we need all of God's word. Amen. Amen. Um, I don't know about you, but I want you to know that everything in your life is going to be tested. Everything is going to be tested. The moment you say you want to live for God, the moment you say that you're going to give your life to God, you're going to be tested. Satan is not going to let you skate on that. No, he's going to come up to you and say, if thou be a son of God. He is going to come and want to test you. He's going to see what you're made of. He's going to want to see whether you are meaning the words or just speaking the words. In Mark chapter 13 and verse 13 it says, And he shall be hated of all men for my sake. Mark 13, 13. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. It's going to take some endurance. This is not a sprint, as I said before, but it is a marathon. It's a journey. It's not a two-step walk. This is a, a journey that we're on. And it's going to take some endurance. And endurance only comes with patience. The one word I have for everybody today is you're going to need some patience. You're going to need some patience. You're going to have to be ready to endure. The Bible says as, as a soldier. You know, I said in Sunday school today, why are we surprised when things happen to us? Because we're behind enemy lines. This is not our territory yet. This is the devil's territory. And you expect that when you're behind enemy lines, you get shot at. That's why you watch and pray. See, endurance is all about being patient. You can't endure unless you've got some ability to be patient. Everything is going to be tested. Everything you've said is going to be brought back to you and tested. Faith is going to be tested. Your obedience is going to be tested. Your very salvation is going to be tested. Everything about our lives is going to be tested. Are you ready for the test? Are you ready for the test? Have you been studying up? Have you been cramming? Are you ready for the test? Because the one thing you are certainly going to need to get through this test is that one word, patience. You know, it's one of the things that I'm not good at. Let me confess right now. I'm a very impatient person. I want it now and I want it right now. I want it right. I I hate waiting for stuff. Amen. But patience is what we're going to have to need and get to get through. In Psalms chapter 40 and verse 1, it says this. David said, I waited patiently 
for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. You know, one thing I, I notice about David is he was patient. He was anointed to be king when he was only 17 and it took till he was 30 something, almost another 17 years before that promise came to be fulfilled. He was patient. There was many times he could have taken it for himself. There was a time when he caught Saul, his enemy, sleeping and he could have killed him right then and there and become king. But he was patient. He said, touch not. The Lord's anointed. Even though Saul was no longer following God, David could have justified it to himself. He could have said, listen, God anointed me to be king. I can just take him now. He's trying to kill me. Why don't I just kill him? But you know what? He had this patience. In Psalm 40, he penned it, says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me. What I'm trying to tell you, whatever you're going through, just mix it with some patience. Just wait upon the Lord. It will come to you. God's got this. Be patient. Don't run ahead. He goes on to say, he brought me up also out of an horrible pit. From all those years before David was king, he was running for his life. He had to run in fact and camp amongst the enemy to save his life. He could have been bitter. He could have got all messed up and said, God, why did you say I was going to be king? And look what's happening to me. But he had learned one thing. Just this one word I'm trying to get through to you today. Patience. It says, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. Verse 3, he says, he hath put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord. Even though he was going through it, he had learned to be patient. He had learned he could still write music. He could still sing a song. He could still give God praise. Amen. We need to be patient. You know, there was a joke that was told about when you go to the doctor. And they they call them patients, don't they? Because when you go to the doctor, the first thing you do is you wait. (laughs) they put you in that first room and you wait and you wait and you wait and then they put you into another room they call you back and then you wait some more (laughs) that's why you're a patient but you know when you come to Dr. Jesus there is a, a, a waiting room that you sometimes have to wait because God does things in his timing he doesn't operate according to our timing But yet he is right on time. Amen. It's hard to wait on God. Especially when you have received a promise. When you have been told something. When you believe something is supposed to work. And instead it seems to be getting further and further away. That's when we get in a panic. That's when we decide we got to do something. We got to save this situation. We got to dive in. And we lose our patience. In Romans chapter 12, verse 12, and I have a lot of scriptures for you today. So that it's not my words, that it's his words. It says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. That's what you need today. If I was to ask who's going through tribulation, probably everybody's hands would go up. Amen. Well, the scripture, the word is telling you today that you need some patience. Wait upon the Lord. He's not forgotten you. He's not... uh, turned a deaf ear to you, but he has a perfect timing. There is deliverance coming. There is revival coming. But it's in his time. It says rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Yes, you can rejoice in the hope 
That's what we were doing. We were rejoicing and praising God. Maybe some of you are in some desperate situation. Maybe you're facing some financial crisis. Maybe you don't have a job. Maybe you don't have a car. Maybe you don't know how to pay your bill. But we rejoiced anyhow. Now, now the next thing is you now have to wait. You have to be patient. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. I'm telling you that there's going to be a shaking. There's going to be a shaking in our lives. It has to happen because God wants to remove those things that he didn't build. See, the shaking is going to release all the loose man-made stuff that you've, got, you've acquired. But the things of God will remain. You know, the Bible actually tells us that in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27, he says, And this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken. You know, when you're in a, a fire, if you have a fire in your house, you grab the most precious things. The things that you thought were important, you would just keep, you're not going to be going collecting everything. You want to get out of the house. When the shaking comes, you will want to hold on to those things that are most important. God says that yet once more signifieth the removing, removing of those things that are shaken as things that are made. That's what I'm saying. The things that we have made, when the testing comes, when the trial comes, those things will go because they're man-made. But the things that are God-made will remain. Hallelujah. And that will only happen if you have patience. If you have patience, if you can wait upon the Lord. You know, we know the big three things that the Bible always speaks about for Christian character. They're found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. They call it the love chapter. Right? We say that at weddings. We read that at weddings. And we know the big three things that we're always told as Christian characteristics. And now abideth faith, hope, and charity. In other words, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. But I would like to add to that, as well as those three things, there's one more you will need. We rightly focus on these three. You need faith, you need to have hope, and you need, of course, to have God's love in your life. But you will also need patience. Add that one to these, because without patience, you don't have the ability to wait upon God. You don't have the ability, you will want to give up you will want to not hold on to God's promises. And you are going to be tested in these last days. Yes, you need faith. Yes, you need hope. Yes, you need love. But yes, you need patience. You need patience. You know, around Christmas time when I was a child, you know, children are very impatient. We would try and hide presents from our children. And they would start from about early December investigating all the hiding places. See, they had no patience. And the only time we really surprised them is when we hid it outside the house. One time uh, we bought uh, our son Paul a drum set, so we hid it at the church. And he didn't find it. So he came into church and he saw this drum set on, on the podium and he looked and said, who's this? We've got a new drummer. You see, God wants to surprise us. And sometimes we want to dig up the present before it's Christmas. I'm telling you, to get through, you're going to need to have patience. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Now, that's a hard thing to do. I admit it. It's a hard thing to do. When you're going through, when you're suffering, it's a hard thing to do. 
when you don't see what you were praying for, when your expectation seems miles away. You see, the devil will use our impatience to make us do a false move. We'll step up and we'll try and make the ark whole. We'll stop it from falling. You see, when you have prayed and it seems nothing has happened, don't think nothing is happening. God is setting up a timetable. He's getting the the calendar ready. He's preparing a date and a time and a year and a month and an hour and a second. And it will come to pass. When we look in the Bible and we see uh, people in the Bible, some of the biggest mistakes was not having patience. Probably the greatest character who we see that in the Bible was King Saul. Biggest mistake in his life was when he would not wait upon the Lord. We find that in 1 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 8. See, the prophet had told him, listen, wait for me, I'm coming. When I come, I'm going to prepare the offering. I'm going to do the sacrifice. And day one, and Samuel didn't come. See, I don't have a watch anymore, so I can't be too impatient. But you know when people get impatient, they start looking at their watches. You could tell that years ago in church when people wanted you to hurry up and finish. Of course, now that you don't know if they're texting or what, they could be looking at the time. But before you could know because they would do this. Saul could not wait. Day one and Samuel didn't come. And he started to get impatient and the people started to get a bit fidgety. And after seven days, he decided, you know what? I'm going to do this myself. Maybe, maybe he, he got killed. Maybe he got sick. I got to do this myself. And he tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal and the people were scattered from him. And then Paul, Saul makes his biggest mistake. Bring me hither the burnt offering. He's going to operate now as a priest, which he was never called to do. Let me do it. I'm going to do it because the prophet isn't here. I'm going to do it. I can't wait any longer. And he offered the burnt offering. You know, that's the way it is. As soon as you make that move, the thing you've been waiting for shows up. (laughs) As soon as he did that, here comes Samuel. And Samuel says, what have you done? Don't you know how serious this is? You were never consecrated a priest. You were supposed to be the king, but you could not wait. And Saul made his lazy excuse. Because I saw the people were scattered from me, and thou camest not within the days appointed. And the Philistines were coming, and and I got into a panic. Verse 13, and Samuel said to Saul, thou hast done foolishly. You know, there's been times in my life I look back and I've done foolishly because I wouldn't wait. God had some great mercy upon me. I tell you that because one of the greatest things that you can make a mistake on is who you choose as your partner. Let me, let me be honest. Let me be, let me confess. I almost made a mistake, but God was merciful to me. God was merciful to me. He says, you have done foolishly. And then he's told something that is terrible. He says, because thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee, for if you had obeyed, this kingdom would have been yours forever. He would have have made sure that your seed, your sons, your grandsons, your great-grandsons would have ruled Israel forever. Can you see how just one 
moment of impatience can change the direction of our lives in such a critical situation? We have to learn to wait on God. The word today is patience. I don't know who this is for. I know it's for me. Sometimes I get very frustrated. Let me confess. Let me confess. I get very frustrated. I say to myself, is anything I'm doing worthwhile? Have I, have I done anything? Have I helped do anything? And God tells me, shut up. It's not about you anyway. It's my church. It's not your church. Shut up. Just sit down. Sometimes in the Old Testament, he told them, stand still. Stand still and see the salvation. Sometimes we take it upon ourselves. We make everything personal. And God is saying, listen, it's not about you. Why don't you shut up and stand still? Let me work. Let me have a chance to work this out. Be patient. Wait upon me. But most of the time, just like Saul, I mean, we look at Saul and we say, how could he do such a stupid thing? But then I think about all the stupid things that I have done. God wants you to know something that you have to wait upon him. He has a day, hour, month, time, second. He does things in time. And his timing is perfect. See, you know, yesterday, or was it Friday night, we we were at praise team practice. And when it's finished, usually I just want to go. Same thing after church. I usually want to go. I got things to do, places to go, people to see, things to do. (laughs) I want to go. But that's not my option a lot of times. I have a sidekick. And, and she has places to go, people to see, and things to do, too. And sometimes, sometimes that doesn't always line up. So I'm here, and I'm over there, and sometimes I start flicking the light switch. <laughs> but yes, Friday night, Friday night... Again, we were in the same situation. I wanted to go, but she was doing some things, and eventually we left. And when we got up to 27th, we had just missed a four-car accident. We had just probably 10 seconds. It had just happened. No police, nothing. It had just happened. Sometimes when we think we're getting so frustrated, God is saying, Let me handle this. I know what I'm doing. Those that wait upon the Lord. Let's say, tell your neighbor, wait. Whatever it was you were going to do, wait. Pray about it. Get God's blessing. Get his voice in your life. Ten seconds can make a big difference, you know. Ten seconds earlier, if we'd been a little bit earlier, who to tell, we could have been right in the middle of that. I don't even know how how it happened. I just saw some cars in the middle, I mean, really torn up, and and there were four cars involved right out out there. Ten seconds difference can make all the difference in you living and not living. But you have to trust your life to God. The Bible says our lives are hid in Christ, if you will let him. But we get so impatient I get frustrated. You get frustrated. The word for this week is patience. Let me show you how timing can make a difference in someone's life. In the New Testament, we have the story of Philip 
who was the evangelist, and he'd been sent to Samaria. And then the Lord told him, listen, there's a man who's on his way home from Jerusalem. And he's going to Ethiopia. I want you to meet him at a certain spot, and I want you to just be there as he's passing. And in Acts chapter 8, verse 26, it says, The angel of the Lord spake to Philip, saying, Arise. And go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is in the devil, which is in the desert. And he had to be perfect timing because this person was passing by. Do you understand? Sometimes God wants us to be at a certain place at a certain time because the timing is critical. If he had been a minute late, if he hadn't got up and did when he said, he would have missed that guy. If he had been too early, he would have probably waited and said, where has he gone? But his timing was in God's plan. He says in verse 27, and he arose. He didn't dilly-dally. He didn't say, well, I got stuff to do, God. I'll go later. And went and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for to worship. This man was seeking God. He was a worshiper. And God was put you in a place at a time that you can meet somebody, redirect someone's life. God's timing is perfect. As I said Friday night, if, if me in my impatience had left maybe 10 seconds earlier, who to tell, uh, you could all be having a different service today. Patience. Patience. That's what God is telling us. He says tribulation, during tribulations, that's when we need it most. When we're going through it is when we need it most. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 36 says this, For he have need of patience. The scripture is telling us something today. You have need of patience. That after he have done the will of God, after you have done all that you can do, you sometimes still have to wait. And if you will wait, the Bible says you might receive, that he may receive the promise. Sometimes we have to wait on God's promises. We don't like it. We don't want it. We want it now. But sometimes we have to wait on God's promise. As I said, the Christian journey is not a sprint. It's not the 100 meter dash. It's not 9 point whatever seconds. This is something that's going to take endurance. You're going to have to pace yourself. You're going to have to have patience. In fact, Romans 15.5 says, Now the God of patience. In fact, the, the Bible even call, calls God the God of patience. And you know that's so true. He's had so much patience with me. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not like God because I would get frustrated with me. But God is so patient and loving and kind that he has had patience with all of us. That his grace has been multiplied to us. He hasn't gotten us frustrated as we deserve. He's had patience with mankind. He's given mankind thousands of years to come to know him. But one day his grace and his mercy and his patience is going to come to an end. The word today is patience. I don't know what you are all facing, but take a deep breath, count to ten, and pray about it. You need patience. Hallelujah. It says, for the God of patience. Amen. In Romans 15, 5, and consolation, grant you to be like-minded one towards another according to Christ Jesus. See, but the problem is, what if you are an impatient person? How do you, how do you get this patience? How do you get this ability to wait? Well, it, it is related to trust. When you trust somebody and they give you their word, you're going to be patient. Okay, they, they haven't come yet. See, Saul's mistake was not realizing that the prophet had given him his word. 
He was going to come. Yes, he was late. But because he was the prophet of God and he said, I will be there, he should have had trust. He should have had faith. See, when we don't have faith and trust, then we don't have patience. But when we trust God's word, when we believe that he loves us, we will wait. They that wait upon the Lord. The Bible says if the vision tarried, wait upon it. It's going to come to pass. You've received a promise from God of salvation, of deliverance, of healing. You haven't seen it yet. It's been two years, three years, four years. Wait upon it. It's amazing to me that in the New Testament, everybody in Israel knew that the Messiah was coming. But they'd heard it for so many years that they had lost patience. So nobody kind of expected it. Just a few people. The Bible says there was this old man named Simeon who would come to the temple every day. And God had given him a promise. God had told Simeon, you're not going to die until you see the salvation of Israel. Now, I don't know when God told him that. Could have been years, could have been 30 years before. But he didn't give up. He just kept coming to the temple every day to see if this was the day. And one day, one day he came to the temple. And the spirit told him, that's the child. One day you will come to the temple and God will say, this is the day. The promise I gave you 20 years ago, the promise I gave you 10 years ago, the promise I gave you last week, it's going to be fulfilled. Your job is to keep coming to the temple. So most Simeon had said, you know what? I'm tired. I've been there all this week. I'm just going to take the day off. Timing with God is critical. Oh, I'm tired. Lord, you know I went all last month. I really need a break. You know, I'm an old man now. Now I'm talking to myself. (laughs) I want some time off, God. Can Can I take a Sunday off? But he came to the temple. And this was the day that the Spirit said, that's the salvation of Israel. One of these days in God's perfect time, the promise that he has given you will be fulfilled. He said, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will never pass away. If God has given you a promise, if he's given you a vision, hold on to it. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. See, when we have our faith renewed, then we will have patience. That's how you get patience, is when you trust God, when you understand that he loves you, despite ourselves, despite all the stuff that I have failed him at, he still loves me. It comes from renewing your love. Romans ten seventeen. here's a famous scripture that you all know. So then faith cometh by hearing. You know what's happening today? I'm talking to you about patience. And some of you will grab hold of this and have some faith. And some of the things you were getting frustrated, you'll say, I'm going to hold on a little bit longer. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And patience comes through faith. So this is how we renew our faith and our patience by getting the word of God and starting to believe it. He did it for him. He did it for this person. He can do it for me. I'm going to wait patiently upon the Lord. That's what the scripture says. See, that's how we get the victory, is being patient. The world is impatient. They want satisfaction now. Satisfaction now. Give me my stuff now. That was the prodigal son, right? I want all my riches now. I can't wait till you're dead, dad. That might be another 40 years. I'll be an old man. I want it now. Give me all my stuff now. And you know what happened? As soon as he got it, he wasted it. Many of the things they're asking for, we can't handle 
And if we were to get it, it would be gone in a week. Because without the Lord's blessing and without the Lord sustaining us, it won't matter. Remember, the things that are not God-made will be shaken. The things that are man-made will, will, will be disappeared. The things that are God-made will stay even if they are shaken. See, we need patience. If you were to search the scriptures for that word, you'd find it's in the Bible hundreds of times. I could give you, uh, stand up here and just read scripture after scripture to you. But I just want you to take away from this Sunday, October the 9th, is it? The word for the week, patience. That, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to wait upon you a little bit more. I've been praying for some things to come through, and it has. But I'm going to wait upon you a little bit more. That was the word that was given to me. I want you to hold on to it. In James chapter 5, verse 7, he says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth. What he's saying is when someone plants something, they don't expect the next day to go get fruit. They have to wait patiently. But if they've planted it, if they've taken care of it, if they've watered it, there is an expectation that soon, one day when it's ripe, they'll be able to reap a harvest. It says, and hath long patience for it until he received the early and the latter rain. We are in a race. We are in a race. And in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1, and I'm almost finished, it explains that it says, we're, we're, we're surrounded. We can't see them, but we're surrounded by all those people who have finished this race. This year we lost two people in this church. Sister Janice, Brother Tony. The Bible says we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. I'm thinking back to my father and my, my mother who founded this church. They have completed their race. They have fought a good fight. What about us? The Bible here in Hebrews says... Wherefore, seeing we are compassed with so about so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. You can't run a race when you're carrying a whole bunch of weights. You're carrying troubles and tribulations and, and upsets and heartaches and, and malice and hypocrisy. You've got to lay that stuff aside. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And here it comes. It says, let us run this race with patience. Because it's the race that is set before us. If you could stand with me. told you I wasn't going to be long. First scripture I opened with. It's the last scripture I'm going to close with. I said this wasn't a, uh, a shouting message so to speak. But it's a pastoral message. Because that's the word God wanted me to pass on to you. That you need to be patient. And not give up. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. There's an endurance you have to go through. There is a fight you have to go through. Revelation 3.10 says, because, and this this is to the winners. God is speaking to the triumphant saints. He says, because you have kept the word of my patience. It's amazing that that's what he chose to say. He could have said anything. Because you have kept my obedience. Because you have kept my love. Because you have kept my faith. But look what it says. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. I also now will keep you from the hour of temptation. Which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. If you want to be kept from temptation. You're going to have to keep the word of 
of his patience. Don't let Satan frustrate you. Don't let the devil beat you up. Don't let the devil get to you. I, I'm preaching to myself. I am. Because uh, in the last month or so, I, be, I got frustrated about some things. But I'm going to take this word and I'm going to wait patiently. Hallelujah. Because he has a perfect time. Amen. He has a perfect time. And I'm encouraging you this week, be patient, pray, and watch. He says, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world. That's not my phone. It's reminding me of something. We found a phone in the basement, so if you think you lost your phone, okay, someone's pointing over there. Okay, well, come to me after church. And So that's not my phone. It decided to be impatient, so we put it down there. Amen. But I want to encourage you, saints, as we close this service. He is called the God of patience. And God is coming, and he's got a perfect timing. There is a day set where God is going to deliver you. He's got it down to the hour and the second. It's coming. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. If you want prayer, you, I, I'm inviting you to come to the front. Amen. And if, if you've been frustrated, if things have been getting to you, take this word today. Put it in your heart and trust God that he is going to bring forth those things that he has promised you. Anything that has come from him will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. If we do our part, if we will stand our ground in patience. Hallelujah. God will bring deliverance. Church, if you could pray with me. Father, we thank you today for your word and for your greatness. Lord, we ask you right now, help us to take this word planted in our soul, Lord, along with faith and hope and love. Let us add patience. Hallelujah. Oh God, that we will be able to endure the tribulations, oh God, that we will be able, oh God, to receive of your promises. We thank you today for your goodness and your grace. Lord, I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice who is going through some things right now, Lord God, that you will uphold them, that they will wait patiently for their deliverance, Lord, that you will open doors of blessing, doors of healing. Hallelujah. Oh God, they will have patience to walk through. We give you the praise and the glory.